so it's that time of year and I feel like it's controversial to bring this up right now. There's a lot of pressure about it. And I know maybe we shouldn't talk about it on this podcast, but I need your opinion. Okay. Candy corn or no candy corn? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you not do candy corn? No, I love candy corn, but I feel like there is a, a large contingent of people who are anti candy corn. You do not know these people. They're, they're people who do not love life. They're people who are a little critical, I think, about everything in general. Where do you find these buttholes? I've never met one of these people. Listen, man, you want to know why I thought you might be one of those people? Do you remember on our former podcast where we had a guest bring us sprinkle donuts and you you denounced sprinkles on donuts? Yeah, I did. (laughs) You still stand by that? Yeah. What are those things? You could make the same argument about Brock's candy corn. Like, I don't know what this is. It's wax, isn't it? It is wax. I guess there's an idea when I look at like the sprinkles on donuts that I always think that there's a lot of that little pieces of plastic going into my colon sounds weird. <laughs> I'm glad to know that we're on the same page as candy corn. The other thing that people give me crap for is red vines, which are another thing that I love. Not Twizzlers, red vines. I do like Twizzlers. I celebrate all licorice, but... Um, we're totally different on that thing, yeah. I like Twizzlers and not red vines. I've maybe told this story before, but I one time was buying a, a bag of red vines at a, a store of low repute, like a family dollar or something. And the uh, checkout cashier just goes, ew. <laughs> Which I thought, that's not in the training manual. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. I remember buying... Um being in Washington, D.C. the first time I was there as a kid. And I was like eight or nine. School trip. I went to a you know, gas station. I was getting some snacks and probably a Coke. And I bought a copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. <laughs> and Give us the, and the, the full experience, Mark. P- PWI, dude. It's, it's the journal. It was the journal. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter totally insulted me. It was a say? child. What do you say? I can't, I can't. Like it was. It was like he. Whatever he said, it caused one of my other friends to say something rude back to him. Oh wow! To, like a, and you a blocked it out because it it bothered you so much. You don't know what it was. Yeah. And and it and I remember, I said, "What do you read?" <laughs> and he said, "And he said, and he, and he what a retort." <laughs> And listen, listen. He said, "The Washington Post." <laughs> so I'm eight, and like, there was just a point in my life whenever I started reading the Washington Post, I was like, "Oh, I've become that guy <laughs> who works behind the counter at the gas station who hates everything." <laughs> What's your music right now? You got anything that's uh, pushing the playlist? I like CeeLo Green's record. I saw you talking about that somewhere, and I was very interested in that because I haven't heard my favorite CeeLo Green thing. Well, two things that I love by CeeLo Green. He did a song that my boy John Bellion, who I love to talk about ad nauseum, uh, wrote early in his career with him about Robin Williams. I think it's called Robin Williams. That's, oh, yeah. And then there is a CeeLo cover of Band of Horses that is makes my yeah. life. Yeah. So the new CeeLo Green, it's Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys produced it. And I, I think it's a masterpiece, but I don't think it'll probably get the acclaim to it because one, COVID, 
And then two, uh, I guess he's a scumbag. I'm listening to a lot of uh, the gossip. You know that, that like they're not oh. even new at all. But is there new stuff from them? No, no. I'm just I started like going back and listening to a lot of that. And yeah, it, uh, the new Sylvanesso music's really good. And I'm listening to Led Zeppelin bootlegs. Totally true. Not hiding it. I love it. That's my stuff. How about you? I had this realization that I've become the guy that goes to the indie rock record store and, and buys the new Killers album. <laughs> that happened a few hours ago. I was like, I could buy all these cool indie rock records, or I could just buy the new Killers album. And I'm just too old to give a crap anymore, so I'm I'm buying the new Killers album. Um, I, I I like it a lot. I love the new Dixie Chicks record. Or I'm sorry, Chicks record and new Kathleen Edwards, one of my favorite singer songwriters, uh, went on hiatus. Uh, well, she quit music and opened a coffee shop, and then um, her influence was so. She's one of those people that's influenced a lot more people than the general masses know about her, yeah. you know. And uh, Marin Morris uh, got basically got her out of retirement, begged her to come write with her, and when they wrote a couple years ago. She decided to give it another shot, put out a new album in August, and it's like, it's amazing. I'm so glad she's back. Not being able to see live music is definitely taking its, its toll. Me, yeah, it's yeah. it's killing it's kind of hard. So I sat and probably watched over the span. It was on about maybe five hours, so I probably watched about three of it. I watched a live stream from Joe's Pub with these all these artists from Pakistan and Afghanistan who were like singing like ambient music with someone playing like loops on keys behind them with like little like percussion. And it was, I was going to go see like them at a festival, a couple of those artists, not knowing who the hell any of them were. And I just like sat, you know, in the chair that I work in and watched it. You make a great point. We all have one chair now. <laughs> I realize that like I work all day, eat dinner, podcast, talk on the phone. It's all in one chair. And, I'm, and then I'm like, why is my back hurt? Well, maybe that's why, Brian, because you've been in the same chair for uh, 20 hours. Yeah. So the way the show works here, uh, we tell each other stories from our own lives, but we use something we call a story starter, which is really typically just a song title. Today, I have grabbed songs from Billy Joel. We haven't done Billy Joel. Oh, awesome. I'm excited about this. Okay, here's what's in the hat today for us to choose from. We'll grab it's one at random. It's Horatio Sands as Billy Joel. Oh, man. I, isn't it bad that that's where my brain goes to is like one yeah. of the second things. I think about the Chuck Klosterman essay about Billy Joel, which I don't know if you remember that one, and yeah. then about driving around with him. And then um, I think of Horatio Sands. Those are kind of my two touch points. But yeah. once I get past the great songs like Moving Out, which is in there, uh, You May Be Right. We're going to throw It's Still Rock and Roll to Me in. She's Always a Woman. That could be fun. Um, we will do Only the Good Die Young. That seems appropriate. And uh, Piano Man, which could end in drunkenness like Piano Man typically does. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, man. Ooh. Only the Good Die Young. Sweet. Oh, I've got one for this. Okay. Uh, maybe I have told you this before. I'm pretty sure I've never told on the podcast. But there was a... Smell one time in my house. I lived in this house in, in Linden, which is a neighborhood in Louisville. And it was a friend of a friend owned the house. And we had been living in an apartment. We'd moved up here pretty quickly back almost 13 years ago now. And uh, so we lived in an apartment for a year. And then this friend of a friend told us uh, that there, they had this property that was vacant and that we could have it for basically what we were paying to live in this apartment, right? And it was a full house. It was a Cape Cod. It was more space than we needed at the time. We just had one baby. So we took it 
And it wasn't in great shape, but we were allowed to paint it and we did a bunch of stuff to it. But that house had so many problems, probably enough to fill up other episodes of the show. So I won't tell them all. But one of my favorites is that one day we came home and we were like, what smells bad in here? And we started everywhere. And it was one of those smells. And I know you've dealt with this where it starts to feel like it's coming from everywhere. So I I know everything about this. Sure. It's so pungent that you can't get away from it. And you start to think like, is it coming from my armpits? And then you're like, is it coming from the kitchen? Is it coming from the bedroom? Is it coming from it's, it's coming from everywhere. And when you're not there, you think you smell it. Like it just, it got insane. And so it it started to get worse over. It's like, we noticed it maybe like on a Tuesday. And then by like Wednesday afternoon, we came home and we're like, this is, this is getting really bad. We're starting to smell it everywhere. And we didn't know what to do. We just cleaning out the fridge. We're, you know, we're looking under beds, closets, everything. We're getting any kind of trash can out of the house. We can't, we're getting the trash cans away from the house. Like that hold the more. Tra- what is happening? So finally I get fed up. I'm like, I'm starting in the kitchen and I'm moving everything and I'm taking everything out of the house until we find this. And I think at that point I must've sent my, my wife and my daughter into the other, like go up to the other side of the house. Like, you know, like what could possibly be causing the smell? So I started in the kitchen and I started taking everything. I started moving the table and the chairs. I started going through the cabinets. I started moving appliances and I'm glad I started in the kitchen because it didn't take me too long to decide to move the stove under the stove was a dead bird, a bird. Oh, no idea exactly how the bird got in except there was a back entrance into the house that was off the kitchen and the only thing i can imagine is at some point that's a lot of times where we would enter the house that we had left the door open for a moment and this bird had just had like the worst luck and had flown in right at the wrong time and like got and flown like whoa got and just like crash landed under the stove and died that's the only thing i can figure I don't know how long it was down there. It was, I remember d- distinctly having to scrape it off. So I don't know why it took so long for it to stink like that. Cause it wasn't yeah. completely gone. It wasn't like bones or anything, but it was starting to like malt to the floor. It was the most disgusting thing that it's a, I will tell you what it's done. What's been great about it is that anytime I read it, a novel or watch a movie and they're like, Oh, and they do that thing where they're like, Oh, it smells of, of death. I'm like, oh, I know what that smells like. <laughs> Brian, I can't believe that you're so fortunate that you and your wife don't every now and then look at each other. And one of you say, what's that smell? <laughs> like it's a game show. And it's like, it's Thursday. And today on what's that smell? Maybe it's from the trash can. It happens so much in our house. It, I mean, it, it kind of comes and goes. <laughs> you guys live in an older house. Mm. That's probably an old house thing, right? Like you just have things. We do have, there is a thing in our current house where every once in a while, there's like a, something in the basement where there's like, I can't even describe what it is, but there's like a some sort of thing that runs into the ground. And if it's not covered up and, you know, have some kind of cap on it it stinks really badly but what, what do you what i could say what it is so i'm assuming something like that what the hell is that there's a thing in my house and you have to cover it otherwise it stinks you know you have no you have no idea what the hell 
you're talking about, but you know it exists. <laughs> All right, this is your story. So what? what's the worst uh, caper you found yourself caught up in due to its a smell situation? Well, a couple of years ago, we realized that we had what I believe people call that, that have home, they own homes. I believe that they call it a mice problem. So not only did we take pretty aggressive measures with any other ways that you would with traps or anything else, like we, we literally called an exterminator um, that we didn't use just once (laughs) that we continue to use. You got the frequent flyer discount. He gave you a punch card. Um, I mean, they might as well. We, we have like, they come on, you know, regularly scheduled times, but also they can come on demand. So that's, we, we have a, an open agreement with an exterminator that much. You have so, a literal bat phone. You just pick it up and you're like, oh, sorry, we got bats in the attic. They come like, they come generally like the next day or like within two business days, they come pretty fast. Um, but as much as ever, there's times where I'm like, you know, what are we paying for this for? And then, you know, there's an incident, something occurs <laughs> that, one of the one of the weirder times. I mean, there's several of these, and they're worth. They're all worth notable mentions, uh, honorable mentions, right? Where you don't actually get the award or the ribbon. They're just other ones. Uh, there was a time I heard a scream, and it was our youngest child who had basically watched a mouse, a mice mouse, basically come through one of the air vent in oh, the God. bathroom, oh, and then went God. running. And then went running down the hallway, and and no. just and just to let you know how I how I trapped that mouse, I trapped it between a trash can and one of those little couches that goes to like an American Girl doll house. <laughs> That's how I caught that son of a bitch. The mouse thought it was getting an upgrade. It was like it was nice. Yeah. These accommodations are really taking care of me. Yeah, and then that couch went out. To, that couch went out to the curb like an old couch. It didn't get to stay in our house either. So that occurred. Um, and you know we've had different ones. There just recently, a couple weeks ago, the kids came in the house and there was there was one in the garage. That was a drag. Um, a couple of uh, maybe a month or so ago, I knew what I was getting into when I could smell it and it was the worst smell this isn't where i'm getting this isn't where i'm getting to the best story is next but um it was and then there was the flies so you knew you just you didn't have to really guess that anything was what it was so that was a rat that wasn't a mouse so so there's been times we've went to our neighbors and said, uh, Hey, do you have a wood pile right behind the the fence? And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, man. Well, that creates these things. I just had to pick up out from underneath our back porch, but the coup de gras, the magnifique story of all stories involving mice was I went out to my garage and there's this tiny drainage pipe that comes from out the back side of my garage where our garden is. There's actually a little flower garden there. And there's this little drainage pipe that goes 
underneath like the back of the garage and it in where it and originates basically is in the garage. It's the drain of the garage. And so it drains out the back where the garden is. But unfortunately for a poor little mouse, it had went up the drainage pipe and then decided to try to get out the hole of the drain at the garage and failed. So when I came out, I saw it was there and it was just stuck. So it was, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm taking a look and like, I'm like, okay, well, can I pop, um, can I pop the, the drain? And so I go and I get a flathead screwdriver and I can't do it with one. So I get a, a flathead screwdriver and a hammer and I'm literally trying to free this friggin' mouse out of my garage and I'm banging and like, I'm getting nowhere, man. Um, so I don't want to put the flathead in the middle of the drain and really break it. And I've kind of run out of options at this point. So I thought, okay, well I'm going to do, I'm going to totally, I'm going for it. So I'm going to put on this, it's not a welding glove, but it's a real heavy duty glove that you would use. It's like right. post post like a glove you would use in the garden. It's like something like if you're using um, like an automotive glove, right. excuse me, automotive glove. Right. So I thought, well, I'm just going to put this on. It's not going to be able to bite me to my skin oh, through this, God, through this glove. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to just yank it out. So oh, I'm pretty sure, I was pretty sure I could get it out. So I go and uh, and try to figure out the best way to do it. No fear. Just how do I get this thing out? So I, I get my my hands around it and I put something in the glove too. Also, like so that I would make sure. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. No, I put something else in there just to kind of like make sure I had like extra padding or something. And so I went to go and I put my hand down there to go and, and pull the, the mouse and the mouse bit me real <laughs> hard. And without, and without thinking my immediate instinct and reaction oh, no. was to, was to go, what the fuck? And I kicked it and, and killed that thing immediately. So I went from, I went from like, I'm going to free you so that you may, rummage around again around in God's garden where you belong to like, fuck you asshole. <laughs> in the face so hard it was over. Oh, oh and, and nothing, and nothing makes you feel more human than just killing the crap out of an animal <laughs> that you shouldn't have done. <laughs> I don't know if that's just toxic masculinity at its worst or what it is. If that's but. as bad as your toxic masculinity gets, I think we're probably okay. But I would, if this happens again, let's, let's talk to your therapist. <laughs> yeah. I never got to tell him about that. Oh man. Uh, wow. I, I don't know, man. I kind of think we, we get to split the points this week. We can split them. It's fine. Uh, we are the story guys at gmail.com. If you want to get involved in the show, we'd love to hear your stories about uh you know dead animals or whatever you got to share um and uh remember regardless of of 
what happens to you in quarantine or elsewhere, we want you to remember one thing. Just keep telling stories. <laughs> <laughs>